1: Jokic behind his back. What it tastes like, Jokic? What's <laughs> your sitter. Wow.
0: Uh, as long as their fans aren't disappointed, that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans come in here, the Celtics fans come in here, the Lakers fans come in here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Pundit Show. I am your host, Zach Mikosh with denverstiffs.com. You are listening to the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network, and it is Tuesday. Tuesday, I know, I know. We normally air on Mondays, but I'll tell you what happened. Uh, a wicked case of laryngitis hit the Mikosh household. I don't know if you can uh, uh, you could you can tell just by me recording the intro here, but <clears throat> as you can see, but a, uh, a wicked, a wicked case of laryngitis hits the Mikosh household, and I basically lost my voice over the entire weekend, and when you're podcasting, it's very difficult to do without a voice, I could have tried to tap, uh, and maybe in Morse code for you guys, but A, I don't know Morse code, and B, uh, neither do you, let's be honest, so <laughs> that we, uh, we, we waited a day, we let, let things kind of clear up, by Monday I was ready to roll, and we, so what we did is we decided, you know, there's only two games last week. Anyways, we'll go ahead and we will make, uh, this Monday night game with the Toronto Raptors part of the show. And then we can still look forward to the next three games upcoming. So, um, that will be our show. I did do a recording a little bit earlier in the week with uh just myself a little bit of solo solo podcast um talking about those lakers and blazers wins so i want to i will touch on that very briefly then we'll bring in mr daniel lewis and dan will we will go over that big 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 win over the raptors bit bittersweet though as Gary Harris use the game with an injury. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also just the win in general and what happened. And then we will, like I, like I said, look forward to the final three games of this road trip. It's all downhill from here, right? The Nuggets have done, done the hard work. But now perhaps maybe even harder is actually to go ahead and close out against three teams that you should beat. So that is going to be the show. Um so like I said, let's get into real quick. I had some thoughts on that Lakers and Blazers uh wins, and then we will roll into the portion with Mr. Lewis. Alright, so the Nuggets, big two wins on the uh on the week. They get they get, to be honest with you, two wins I wasn't sure that they were gonna get. It was a tough, uh, a tough kind of schedule. The Los Angeles Lakers are are one of the teams who have beaten Denver this season. They're also, I mean, their team's got LeBron James. So that's, that is a major, major hurdle to overcome. We of course know that the Lakers fans are going to show out, even though it's in the game in Denver, they did. Uh, We'll get into that in just a bit, but um, you know, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't a guarantee by any means. The Nuggets made it look like it was a guarantee because they won that thing going away. 117 to 85, absolutely demolished uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, which was, uh, Oh, so good. They follow that up though with the win over Portland, which was, you know, which was the Portland game. Uh, you kind of said, "Hey, that's that's if you were one of those games you're looking at at the beginning of the year, kind of going through, you know, putting wins and losses to everything." You probably look at that game as a potential loss. I mean, uh, Portland is is one of the better teams in the West. They have played that way this year. They played that way last year. You're in the uh, Rose Garden or Moda Center or <laughs> Gros Garden if you're. Uh, some people, but, you know, they, 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 again, another game that's not by any means a guarantee. In fact, you would even, I don't, I can't remember if they were favored or not uh, in, in the Portland game, but they, they don't, uh, certainly don't have that as a give They, they almost backed up the the Lakers game with almost another impressive blowout, sort of the, uh, you know, kind of in the, the theme of the Nuggets this, this season that they've just struggled somewhat. Uh, to close out games, they almost do that against Portland. Of course, CJ McCollum misses a shot at the buzzer that would have got the win for the Trailblazers. Nuggets got away with a win on that one as well. Two two high quality wins. You don't really care how you get the win uh, against the the division opponent on the road you just take it and that so you you can't really nitpick you don't want to nitpick that Portland game too much but if I were going to look at which one did I like more or which one did I think was like the sweeter win I mean it's the Lakers win right there's there's absolutely no way it can't be the Lakers game That's that is the hated Lakers and then they, yes the Blazers are hated too and Yusuf Nurkic uh I saw somebody throw out the stat that you know basically since Yusuf Nurkic, uh, wish the Nuggets a nice summer. He's he's I think he's one he's one in four, and, and basically he's been getting dominated by Jokic every single game. So that uh, teaches you something, kids, about talking too soon uh, when you're when you're counting your chickens before they hatch. I guess is the saying in in most places. But yeah, I mean you know that um, that Lakers game is just the, the fact that they they not only won but just absolutely in Embarrassed LA. I think it's LeBron's worst game so far in a Lakers uniform. Held them to what 14 points. Um they 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 absolutely had uh, had them dead to rights from the start and then and then at the end of the game it's kind of funny you just saw the Lakers just like slowly be like all right, well we're not winning this thing. I think they just nice, what scored them like out out score them 28 to 14 in that fourth quarter. They 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 essentially uh, they essentially gave up was was the way it looked to me that though that I think that when speaks more um, for the nuggets though in, in just that that it kind of shows the the attitude of the team right we all we all saw Jamal Murray waving to Contavius Caldwell Pope as he as he juked him uh, right out of his shoes and then and then it knock, knocks down the layup of course coach with the with the quote take that l on the way out you can get your shirts uh at denver stiffs right now your take that l on the way out t-shirts we have those available for you shameless plug shameless plug i've got no uh no qualms with that but make sure, sure you guys are getting one i have already got one uh myself so that that quote now is something that i think will live uh live in, Nuggets lore. in, 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 in the, and here's the reason. Here's the reason why. And, and, and any any Lakers fans or anyone out there who's who's listening to this and would maybe get upset at the Nuggets or or upset at their attitude, like you have to understand. Okay, you guys have been Lakers have been they've been better their whole their whole history. We're never gonna the Nuggets are not gonna argue banners or rings. And yes, granted, it's been it's been a down period for L.A. But now they have LeBron James. I mean, the greatest player on earth is. Signing with with the Lakers like that—that's something that can, would never, never happen uh, for the Denver Nuggets. There, the Shaquille O'Neal right coming to the Lakers that, and then winning three championships in a row—that would never happen for the Nuggets. That and, and it hasn't right. The Nuggets haven't even ever made an NBA Finals. So you have this team who's just always kind of not been able to get over the hump. Not not can't measure up uh, to the legacy. Of Los Angeles and then also there's a history there right anytime anytime the Nuggets have looked like okay they've got a shot this is gonna be uh this could be their year they always always seem to run into the Lakers whether that was in the 80s uh, whether that was in 2009 they the the Lakers have been the team in those few and far between moments where it looked like the Denver Nuggets could potentially have a chance to win a title They've ran into the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and and lost and then watched L.A. go on and win the championship, right? So there's there's a, an extra sting there. And then to have – to basically put the cherry on the top and, and why why coaches, quote, uh, rings home with us is you have all of that. And then on top of that, you have an arena that that when you play L.A., when you play Boston, when you play Golden State now – uh, it wasn't like that obviously five years ago, but uh, now when you play Golden State, the the arena, you have a hard time filling the arena and it stings even worse because not only do you have Lakers fans who um, most people are gonna in Denver are gonna consider them to be one of the most obnoxious fan bases and, and again, some of that's just because of the jealousy behind uh, the fact that, that LA has always been just been one step above uh, or several steps above the denver nuggets throughout our histories but you you know you have these you have this los angeles lakers team that the nuggets are trying to to get over and you have these fans who are in the stands and they're being rowdy and they're every time the lakers score you're hearing the cheers and you've got all of that going against you and then you not only have to deal with their fans but you're also dealing with the fact that you're not even the biggest you know you're not you're the little brother in your own town, and that's why you can't fill up this arena because Denver's a football town. And while you, it's rare, I mean we saw against the Steelers the other other couple weeks ago, but it's rare for Mile High to be anything but filled with orange shirts. Anytime the the Nuggets play a team of any popularity, it's like you, you're at best 50-50, So. You have all that working and and you're finally got this team now, this young team uh, who's, who's been so close themselves to getting over the hump two years in a row. You finally have them and they're finally seem to have everything together. Yes. You're dealing with some health issues, but you've got enough depth and you've got these young players who aren't young players anymore. They're core players. They're, they're essentially becoming the veterans of your team as they, they're not even getting into their primes yet, but they're starting to finally move past those rookie hiccups. Um, you've got all of this going for you and, and, and then you you have the vaunted lakers come into your house and their fans show up and they've got lebron james and it's all this big hubbub and you absolutely blow the doors off of them. and when you do that your coach says after the end of the game you can take that l on your way out you want to come here fine but you can take that l on your way out and every single nuggets fan right there with. All of that stuff that I was talking about built up inside of them just absolutely said, hell yeah, hell yeah, Coach Malone, that you're absolutely right. You guys can take that L on the way out because this is our house. The Pepsi Center is our house, and we're going to bring it back to like it was in 2013 where nobody wants to play here, and we're going to be the loudest crowd from now on, and we're going to be the team that doesn't matter um, how well you think you can show out because guess what? When it comes down to the court, you're not winning, not in our house. You can take the L on the way out. That's why it's such a huge quote for all of us. It's it, it's why the the Nuggets fans um, have really galvanized around it. It's it it and it's and it's why it's such a cool quote to come from your coach. And it's man, I tell you what, the guy the guy who for a guy who who had a lot of talk, a lot of talk last season, you know, uh, driven essentially by the fans uh, that that basically you know this. This guy shouldn't be the coach anymore. There's there's a lot of people who wanted who wanted Coach Malone to be fired, especially because the Nuggets didn't make the playoffs. And even though the team was getting better and better and making uh, improvement that everybody could see, you know, people Denver, like I said, it's a Broncos town, and and, and, at, and when you're over there at, at Mile High, there's the the culture that you are playing for championships, or you're finding people, someone else who wants to come in here. And, Make us play for championships. That's really there's no other either or around that. But you can't do that as the Nuggets. One, the NBA doesn't have that parity uh, that the NFL does. Two, the Nuggets, as I said, you know we were talking about, they don't have the allure uh, that that the Denver Broncos team does in in like free a free agency. You know, they're, like I said, they're never going to get a LeBron. Um, and three, it's just. You know, it's just not like you can just flip a switch and, 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 the, and suddenly make make everything better. The NBA, your players are so, they're so fewer than the NFL. I mean, it's so harder to find. And it's funny because the Nuggets are one of the teams who's done very well. At it, but I think it's so much harder to find those diamonds in the rough. It's so much harder for them uh, to get a player who can make and and impact the the type of impact you need because there's so few and far between and every single miss hurts that much more so you know you put it all together like i said and you get you get that quote from coach and it just it just it just sells it for the for the, the team for the fan base it it, it it earned him so many brownie points because now everybody's like like i said they're like hell yeah coach that's that's what we're talking about um of course, now if they go on like a five six game losing streak, it'll all be it'll all be forgotten. That's that is the fickle way of the fans. But right now, uh, right now Nuggets riding high and and starting to get some recognition as well. Right, we uh, we hear now that um, Paul Millsap uh, has been basically uh, was named Player of the Week. Millsap had had an absolutely um, dominant two games. He he was the uh, basically the the reason I you could pretty much point to him as the reason I think they probably win both of these games right I mean Paul Millsap had double doubles in in both one he has I think what twenty two no he had twenty and eleven in the Lakers game and then twenty two and ten um, in that follow up game the crazy thing about the Lakers game with Millsap was that he I mean he only played twenty three minutes right because like I said the Nuggets the pretty much Took care of business, and then the Lakers rolled over in the fourth quarter. So when Millsap uh, puts up that line, you, what you don't realize is he basically only did it in about uh, three quarters of his game time. Maybe not even that much. Maybe only like sixty-six percent. Um, massive performance from him. He follows it up then in uh, in Portland with the with the what, that was the twenty-point eleven and the four steals. Just an active. Active defense from from Millsap in that one. A guy who, I mean, the Knights are starting to to rely on this guy as hey, this is the guy who can uh, who could take take us home night in and night out. Now, I I mean, against the Blazers, obviously Gary Harris had a big big night as well. Shot the ball a lot, but um, had had a big night there to help them. Monty Morris was was a very good that game as well. Um, still Millsap, I mean, he has. He just has this way about him. He he's he's pretty much he's you don't want to call him a glue guy because he's better than a glue guy, right? Millsap is a a all-star caliber player, at least that's why he's playing this year. I don't know obviously if he's gonna get in the all-star game. It's it's a bit tougher um in the West. It's a little more stacked over on this side than than it was in the East when he was making all-star games back then. He's also I think the injury hurts his recognition. Um, since he was out all of last season. You know, he left Atlanta out of all last season. People kind of maybe forgot about him a little bit. So I don't know if he makes an all-star game. But he's been that kind of guy, I think, for now, maybe about a week and a half, right? So he's he's given Denver this boost. And, and where he struggled, probably, to start out the year, especially offensively, just couldn't get it going. Uh, I think his defense has been solid throughout the season. But he, he really struggled to get things going on offensively. Now he's, he's just... He's absolutely uh, being one of the the top top guys they've got on offense, and it, it, you're seeing it. And he's getting more. Uh, he's he's staying away from those kind of post fadeaways where he's really taking a, a, a tough shot um, from about you know 15 feet or so to I maybe mean, not 15, maybe about like 12. But um, I digress. He he. He's more, he's realizing, like, the, at night in, night out, he's finding there's not a lot of guys in the NBA at the power forward position who are as strong as him, right, and, and can, can actually body him up in the post. And he's getting position, and whether he's getting position by getting the ball uh, and, and just backing his man down, a little bit old-school style basketball, or we're seeing him just work for position off ball, and then Jokic especially is happening to find him um, you know he's he's getting that ball. Jokic can fire it in there so well that he'll get. Even though Millsap's got a guy right on him, Jokic can get him that ball when Millsap's basically at the restricted circle, and then it's a simple. He's just too strong for for guys to stop him. The, in the Lakers game, that was that was especially was especially prevalent because, I mean, Kyle Kuzma does not have the strength. To, to stick with Paul Millsap he just he just flat out does not so uh Millsap can pretty much take him to task and in Kuzma who had a big game but if you if you remember he really didn't have a big game when Millsap was on the floor he did he was the one guy scoring for them once Millsap came off the late third and then into the fourth Kuzma that's really when he racked up a bunch of points. Um, but when when Millsap was in there, not only did Kuzma not score, but he also had absolutely no answer for for uh, Paul on the other side. Now against the Blazers, Amino did play um, very very well. He had he was pretty much the thorn in the Nuggets' side throughout. But <clears throat> again, on the defensive end, he just did not have um, he just did not have the ability to uh, to get the uh, stops. Nilsep, and that was so. That's why he was able to dominate there as well. Huge, huge game from uh, from Paul, and and like I said, it, it's huge because you're seeing consistency now, right? We've seen him for more than a week, uh, almost like two weeks now. Basically, put together a a lineup that, uh, or not a lineup. Uh, put together a, a run of games where he's he's night in night out a guy that they can rely on and and so I think it's you're getting to a point like this is what we could probably expect from Millsap maybe he's not a twenty and ten guy uh but is he a seventeen and eight, 16 and eight kind of guy probably that's you know in and a block maybe a couple steals or a couple blocks and a steal something like that you know that's I think what the, the Nuggets that's what they paid him to be and I think we should start to expect it from him because at this point I mean he's been healthy he's played every game he's looked fine he's looked Uh, like there's zero issues with the wrist and he's he's uh, seemed to have found his his comfort zone now in this offense and found where he can be most effective found where he needs to be on the court for Jokic to find him to give him good looks um that he can cash in easily so I'm excited I mean it's it's a big we'll we'll see uh we'll see how it goes obviously it's it's a night-to-night thing but uh Paul Millsap right now looking like be the all-star player the Nuggets signed him uh, signed him to be alright <clears throat> let's go ahead uh, we will wrap up that conversation and now uh, let's get to our next segment with Mr. Daniel Lewis alright so let's talk about that Raptors game I am uh, going to bring in Mr. Daniel Lewis out in Virginia staying up late Dan what's up
2: oh I'm up at ten thirty in the evening <laughs> but i'm doing 10, all right 15, you know 10, who else is up comment. on top of the western
0: conference boom the denver nuggets the denver nuggets i like it i like it dan that's that's a solid transition so yeah we are uh we're recording this bit right after right after that raptors game right after dan finished up the recap on that raptors game he's uh, multi-purpose tool here at denver stiffs not to call you a tool dan but uh
2: i'm the mason plumley of denver stiffs that's
0: yes yes if we could only just get you to like you know because you don't really ever post like highlight videos uh no or, just or stuff like just that. the fundamentals right and, and when you think about it highlight videos those are kind of like the free throws of blogging right right you just cash those things in so <laughs> it's a very astute Analogy there, Dan. All right. Well, uh, let's get into this Raptors game. So the very first thing we got to talk about is Gary Harris exits with a hip injury, right hip injury. I don't know, Dan. Did you? I didn't see. I didn't see anything where I could say, oh yeah, that's where he hurt it. Did you? Um. So he, when
2: he drove in and got fouled, um, mm. when he landed, you could see him grab at his oh, okay. right leg. Um. So it could be like a groin or quadricep or hip i think they just were saying hip because they or they, did, they didn't have an mri they don't really know the specifics so i was like right. he just hurt this section of his body right if, it, if he played the for same the same thing Lynch, about will barton yeah if he played for the avalanche it have been a lower leg injury
0: lower body injury right, right. yeah you in a... so, yeah that's that's right when when barton got hurt they they list they said right uh during the game it was a hip and then of course it comes back because no, it's, it's it's a terrible way to do it. They should the PR's got to figure out a better way to come up with uh, these this descriptions because like telling Nuggets fans in this day and age that it's a hip injury that's like telling '90s Nuggets fans that it was a knee injury, right? Like there is just you always your head immediately goes to uh, Wilson Chandler or yeah. right now <laughs> you know Isaiah Thomas going through the same thing, right? right. So. You're like, oh my God, Gary Harris could be out for the year. So who knows? It could be. I mean, that, but that's the scary thing. You have like no idea what it could be. It could be any of those things. The problem is, if it's if it's in an any bit serious, you know, um, it's hard. Those those aren't quick recoveries, as we've seen from Will Barton. Uh, that's that's and that's about that was about as best case scenario as you could get with a tear. Uh, was 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 the adductor right? Because that that I mean, it's a six week or so recovery time. That's pretty pretty good compared to the torn uh, labrum as we've seen that's an that's an entire year so i mean what the nuggets
2: did the nuggets did sign brandon goodwin in the jersey so hopefully you know right now that he's their fourth guard so unless depending on how you count tory craig but uh they're they're really thin in the guard rotation right now
0: yeah, they are, and it's going to be, you know, you're already replacing Will Barton with Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um, now you're going to have to potentially replace Gary Harris. They've done G- Torrey Craig in the past, obviously, who's been the guy they've turned to there, and it's been – it's worked all right. I mean, they, they've maintained this winning streak through through that Gary Harris injury, right? So. I mean there's there's hope for them I think to be to be just fine And the other thing that I was reminding myself as as the uh, as I was thinking about the injury during the game is we know we we keep hearing how will Barton and Isaiah Thomas are both getting pretty close. We're in the month of December now that's kind of been since the last updates uh, that was that was the last we had heard was that they were gonna be sometime in December. Uh, I believe I've heard. Barton is closer than Thomas. I think it was what they said on the the broadcast the other night on the national broadcast, uh, which is always those are the ones I always wonder because those guys are a little bit further away from the team, so that maybe they aren't they don't realize oop maybe I shouldn't have let that one slip. So that that I mean you know that's my hope. It's like man, you now it's getting to the point if Gary Harris is out for a long time, you get to the point like you said they're 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 so thin at their guard rotation, you get to the point where it's like okay now we do need Gary Harris. Or not Gary Harris, Will Barton, uh, back because that's really the guy who I think I think if you get him back, you could weather the storm of a Gary Harris injury because you replace it's pretty much uh, pretty much a one for one swap on offense. You don't get the same defense out of Will Barton, but the way this team is playing it defensively as a whole, uh, I, I think that they'll be just fine. Um, I mean, how concerned are you, Dan? Um. Well,
2: I, I put it in my recap. I know you haven't had a chance to read it because we're doing it literally right after I published it, but. <laughs> Um, just, you know, if we get Will Barton back, the Nuggets can still run with that, you know, three and a half guard rotation with Torrey Craig, um, Mm -hmm. where they bring in Barton and, or start the game with Barton and Murray and then bring in Morris and then, you know, sub out the other guy and bring back in Murray and just kind of rotate those three guys through. They'd be playing a lot of minutes, but I think they'd be able to make it work, especially with how well Wancho has been playing. Um, right. and Craig, I mean, Craig had a good game tonight too, I mean, um, like against the Raptors. So oh yeah. I forget, keep forgetting about him. Type. Um, easily he'll still be fine there as well, but, um, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, if, if they can get part back, but he's probably not going to be back for another 10 days is my guess. Yeah.
0: So so if you're checking, I've been I've been doing this all season because I'm like it's, I'm trying to find cryptic messages and so far I've found none. Uh, so take take this with a grain of salt. But right now, uh if you look at the, the injury report, the Nuggets have listed Will Barton to be out until at least December seventh, which at time of airing of this podcast would be just three days away. But let me tell you, as I said, I've been watching it all season. They update this thing uh constantly. They just get to that date, and they're like, Meh. We'll just push it back another month or another week. Or another. I've been trying to read like, especially with Michael Porter Jr. and Jared Vanderbilt, both listed out to uh, December fifteenth, right now. Huh. But um, <laughs> I've been trying to read those guys, and so far, trying to figure out which one might be closer. So far, no, uh, no, no insight has been gained. But if you take any anything into, uh, or if you take the injury report for anything, that's currently where those guys are listed. So we know they're at least out until December 7th which is what that would be the return I think that would be when the Nuggets get back from the uh, road trip thereabouts no that would be Friday they would still be in uh, they'd be in Charlotte on that night so I would wanna, I, I think you're do right wanna,
2: I, honestly, yeah, so that, do you want to do you want to keep dishing on the road trip or do you want to talk about some of these sweet wins that we've picked up
0: oh uh, no we can uh, we can definitely get back to get back to the wins I got a little distracted there because I got, <laughs> I got into the injury report like I always yeah no, but it's so, okay. Let's go back to the win. Let's go back to the game against the Raptors. The Nuggets, of course, pull it off in the end. I mean, the first thing, Dan, before I get into I, I want to ask you, of course, just the, the simple question of how big of a win this is. But I also want to get into you first, though. Like, how, if they had lost this game, because it, it comes down to the final shot. How, I mean, we've seen this now in several games in a row. How concerned are you about the fourth quarter execution? Because if there's one thing you can really point to right now is where they're struggling, I'd say it's that.
2: Yeah, uh, things definitely were a little tougher for them in the fourth quarter, but I mean, I, I think that's also probably related to the fact that they had to go against Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Sergio Ibaka. Like, that's a really good it's defensive five. Yeah. And the Raptors definitely it felt like they were coasting in the first half a little bit on defense, just trying to get some points, but they they really tightened up in the second half. Um not having Gary Harris hurt because I definitely think they were game planning to have him in there. Um, and right. Craig just cannot, he cannot do the same things that Gary Harris can um, right. in terms on of offense. ball handling yeah, on offense. He's a great defender, but he he cannot run the, you know, dribble handoff offense. And so they end up with a lot of Jamal Murray, you know, trying to isolate or, you know, get separation in the pick and roll. And he's too inconsistent in beating his guy off the dribble or, Attacking angles and getting the ball to the roll guy, he's just he just doesn't have enough you know familiarity with that kind of an action to to really be consistent there. But I think it's just something that we just have to kind of live with right now. Murray shows flashes, um, and he's talented enough of a player that when things break down, he's still able to get you know to get buckets. He had that uh, really nice spin move on Danny Green into a mid range jumper. In the fourth quarter, um, yep. You know, and that's not that's not your best shot. But if if you have a player that's able to knock that down at a forty five percent clip, uh, you take that in the fourth quarter. Right.
0: Yeah, I think I noticed a lot of that in the fourth quarter, and they got it done. That's the thing, like you said. I mean, they weren't they weren't. I thought a lot of the time they they didn't have the best opportunities, or they didn't get really the best looks, and they still were able to hit enough of them to get it, to get it going down. And then in, in, what was weird is at the end, you thought, you know, I thought actually thought Jokic had a couple of decent looks, especially that three pointer, and he missed it. Yeah. He missed it badly. But then he also comes up with some big shots uh, and some big free throws. It, I, the thing about the fourth quarter execution that I just, because we saw it in the Blazers game too, right? They, they had, I mean, they had the Blazers dead to rights and then they almost, they almost let them come all the way back in and get that win. Same thing when, you know, they, they escape at the buzzer on the final possession. It, that I guess you take it you you, like you can't really complain because it's different it'd be different if you know you've got uh for example if they have the Atlanta Hawks dead to rights and then they let them come all the way back and and only to miss the shot at the buzzer. That's something you could be upset about. These these are the Toronto Raptors and Portland Trailblazers. Just two really good teams. You beat them in their house. You take that anyway, anyhow you can. But I just I don't know. Like I, I think we saw it against Milwaukee uh, as well. Another another game. They they really struggled to close out that one. They actually lost. So I I I, I guess I chalk it up maybe to just them being young uh, and not having. Uh, the the experience yet and and to their credit they're still getting it done most nights but that's the sort of thing when those uh, you know because when you look at the playoffs right though the, those games it's like a fourth quarter of the entire game throughout the intensity is like that and it just looks like right now if there's one place the Nuggets really struggle is when the other team ratchets up that intensity on them then they as we saw tonight with the, the defensive intensity specifically on Toronto they just they they sort of lock up and they can't and suddenly they can't get their shots to fall, suddenly they're not they're not moving as much, suddenly it's just a you know, it's a
2: yeah, i i look at it though it's just as a the nuggets right now are in a like a 50 game experiment. Um yeah. they they have 50 games to kind of tinker and be like, okay, like let's let's try, you know, let's try this out. Let's it's okay to live with some mistakes, you know, Coach Malone has done a good job calling timeouts. I mean, like let's correct that. Let's not do that again. Or he'll put Monte Morrison. Um, but players like, especially Jamal Murray, like he he has the next fifty games to really kind of figure out what he's comfortable with as a point guard. Lonzo, you know, is comfortable like on defense and offense, crashing the offensive glass, um, working with Millsap. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for the rest of the season. Right. But I'm looking for this team to really just be healthy with the, in that final, like, 10, 15-game stretch. Because um, the pace that they're on right now is they're figuring things out. They're not healthy, and they're the number one team in the Western Conference. So right. if they can keep that up, I don't expect them to be the number one team come April 10th, but if they're a top four team uh, and, and they can get home court in the first round, I'm, I'm willing to let, you know, let them kind of figure it out and, and be inconsistent right now so that they can be be consistent and they can have a lot of material to study and things to go over with the coaching staff. And so far they've shown that they're able to be up to that task.
0: Yeah, and I like that too. I like the you know the fifty game kind of thing figured out, and that's that's really it, right? You you get then you use those last thirty games. Guys get healthy, and, and, and then by that last last couple weeks, couple month or so of the season, everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody's in their roles, and you just and you just go with it. That's how you want it to. That's how you want it to pan out. It'll be interesting to see. You know the thing we've always said is is that the Nuggets are going to coach Malone's going to have such a struggle when all these guys get healthy it'll be interesting to see though if if the Nuggets I wonder if they they won't he, he doesn't get that problem until right there at the end of the season if at all uh, this year, just because it seems like they they constantly are, are getting injury bug. Now, hopefully Gary's, you know, hopefully Gary's only out, uh, you know, hopefully not at all, but even if he is out for some games, maybe just a few and it's nothing long-term, but you know, if it is, then it's like, man, you, you just got, you're just about to get Will Barton and maybe Isaiah Thomas back. And now you lose Gary Harris. That would be a tough blow. Um, to wrap it up, I guess, here on the Raptors, uh, Dan, like I said, I want to ask you at the beginning. I said I was going to ask you this. So, I mean, just how big of a win uh, is it for Denver?
2: I think it's a pretty big win. Like, the Nuggets, they keep knocking off these really good teams in the league. Right. Um, I do think the league, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, the Warriors aren't quite as good because of injuries, but the Nuggets beat them when they were still pretty, I think, at full health. Perfect, um yeah. And, they, you know, they have a wins over the Celtics, the Raptors. The Clippers, they haven't lost in their division. Um, The Nuggets have a lot of really good wins. And I think that's really important for this young team to kind of give them that confidence because when they come out and they're like, yeah, we can. And it's not only just like blowing teams out on offense either. They can be like, look, we're winning. We're beating these top teams in the league by locking up on defense and then working with Jokic and running our system. And. If they can win against the best teams doing that, I think they can finally be like, they can go to Coach Will and He can say, Hey, look, I've told you guys for the last three years, if we play defense, we're going to win games. You know, we'll figure it out on offense, but we need to defend. And they can start to back that up. And it's, you know, it's a long season, but like they're going to be like, okay, yeah, we need to put in this work every day, every game, you know, to be a good defensive team and to grind out these wins. Um, yeah. I think that's a a good way, and wins like this keep just reinforcing that message from the coaching staff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Exactly. They, the once again, you know, they they wasn't always perfect on offense tonight. They didn't. I mean, what they only scored 100 and 106. So it's not like uh, like last year, as we saw so many times, and they're just going to out outscore teams to win games. They they did this with their defense. They did this with some good execution. Uh, they did this with a little. A little bit of a...
1: I'll say it. I mean, I
0: thought it was a bogus call. They were right at the end. If, <laughs> if I was a Raptors fan, I, I would have been pissed. If that, that call had been against the Nuggets, I would have been pissed. You can't call that on the last possession of the game. But um, they got a little help from the refs there, which was fine because, honestly, the I thought the whistle was pretty crappy for them all night. But it, it's a big win. Because, like, I mean, it legitimizes them once again. Like, like you said, they've beaten a bunch of really good teams. They've beaten them all at home so far. I think I don't think they've beaten any of them on the road yet. Uh, this was this was a, a a win against the best team just, in the NBA, just the Clippers.
2: Yeah, just the Clippers.
0: Oh yeah, but the, and that was true. And they beat the Clippers way back in the. Uh,
2: First game of the season, way back at
0: the start of the year. Yeah, first game of the season, exactly. I mean, and and they beat the they beat the Blazers the other night as well. So they're they're starting to stack them up. But the Raptors are, you know, the Raptors have kind of separated themselves right now as like clearly the best team in the East. Clearly a team who is going to uh, could you know will challenge to be in the finals. Potentially a team who could even give uh, a run at winning the finals with their with their roster the nuggets came into their house like we said and beat them so that's that that gives them it's big i think because that it just gives them that much more confidence now the key is you got three games against teams that at their face you know they 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 don't look that good but you know what the hornets and the magic i mean they're 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 500 basketball teams uh and you're on their court uh and then you of course got atlanta who that's who's the worst team one of the worst teams in the nba but you know, if especially if you've had this amazing road trip and let's say they've won every game going into Atlanta on a back-to-back, that you could see that another classic trap-type game that the Nuggets of old would have dropped. So... Um... It's a big confidence builder, but they got to close it out. And I think, so let's, uh, you know, before we get into it.
2: The last time we played the Hawks, we won 45
0: points. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. They are the Hawks. Um, But tell you what, let's go ahead. Let's hit a break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll dive into this. These last three.
1: We've all been there. don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from colorado springs to fort collins and everywhere in between that's seven one nine six five nine six eight 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 seven one nine six five nine six eight 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 sun electrical the home of truly affordable electrical
0: All right, everybody, welcome back into the Pickaxe Pundit Show. I'm Zach Mikosh. We're here with Daniel Lewis. We're both from denverstiffs.com. Wrapped up the week that was with the Nuggets. Three big wins, the Lakers, the Blazers, and the Raptors. That is a... That is about as good of a run as you can have right now in the NBA. They uh, they now have three more games in this, what is a five-game road trip. And now they it's a little bit of a reprieve, right? Like I was saying before the break, these these are 500 teams, uh, the Hornets and the Magic. And then Atlanta, of course, is, is one of the worst teams in the NBA. Nuggets, of course, go down to Orlando first. Then they will hit the Hornets on Friday, play a back-to-back uh, with the Hawks then on Saturday, Dan, let me, I mean, which team, I I don't even know if I want to ask you which team worries you the most, but which team do you think the Nuggets will have the hardest time with?
2: Oh, Charlotte easily. Yeah. Uh, Kemba Walker. I don't know if you guys knew this, but, uh, lots of people may have forgotten this, but he's pretty good. He's Uh, really good. He's really good. And the Nuggets, you know, point guard defense is not one of their strong points. Um, (laughs) The Hornets are, you know, a well-coached team and Kevin Walker's a really good point guard. Um, Orlando, I mean, the Nicola Nicola matchup is entertaining, um, but I'm not too concerned about them. Um, we we were familiar with DJ Augustine and uh, the Magic if if we're worried about the Nuggets executing in the fourth quarter, the Magic are even worse. So if the Nuggets are able to have a solid lead over them and you know, entering the fourth quarter, they'll be fine.
1: Right.
0: Right. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, we've already seen Orlando once the Nuggets handled them uh, fairly easily. You know, that was a, that was a pretty big blowout game against the magic there. They're, they're just, I, th- I think the Nuggets just have too much. The, Orlando's one of those teams that, I mean, they, they don't just don't have the depth and, and Really, I mean, none of these teams teams do, and that's uh, unlike the Raptors who do and and we saw them actually, uh, their their bench actually win that matchup uh, in the game. the none of these teams have the depth to to contend with uh, the Nuggets bench. So if you're not going to get out in front of Denver's starters, you're going to end up getting yourself in a real big hole pretty quick. And by the fourth quarter, you're going to be in big trouble uh, because you've taken that bench shift twice now and you've probably been a minus on both times. That's, that's really uh, a tall ask of Orlando or even Charlotte to try and outplay the Nuggets starters because the Nuggets starters are also very, very good. And it, that, that is going to be uh, the key I think in both of those games, especially the Charlotte one, is the Nuggets bench, and and will they come? Uh, will they give them that advantage? I'm with you though. I think the Hornets are certainly the the toughest team because of Kemba Walker, right? I mean, he's he, like he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. He's having a phenomenal season, um, and he's a guy who can be get rolling with the crowd. So if he starts to get going, he's at home. The crowd's going to get into it, and I mean, we've seen him just completely. Uh, completely take over games with his scoring ability. He's a guy that, man, if, if we could get him in a Nuggets uniform, I think he's probably the guy now that, that Nuggets fans, now that we have Paul Millsap, maybe Kim Walker is like the next guy that all Nuggets fans should be pining for. No way. On the, on the Nuggets. No?
2: No way. I'm fully on board the uh, Kevin Durant train. <laughs> Got fully on board.
0: I'm not, man. I...
2: Snakes can live in Denver.
0: It's, you know. No way. <laughs> we got we, we we've got we've got Kevin Durant 2.0, so there's no there's no worries there. I'm gonna pass on I'm gonna pass on KD in the the soft Charmin soft blanket that he is. Boom! How's that for a how's that for a hot take? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so Dan, the Nuggets are now of course they're they're 2-0 on this road trip. They've won what six games in a row? Uh, Five games. They've... Six games. I think it's six. I think it's six now with the win over 12. I think it's six, yep. yeah. So, um, you know, you looked at this road trip and you thought, well, realistically, they should go four and one, right? You, you want to get a split with the uh, Blazers and Raptors games, you didn't really care which one, but as long as you got one of those two, you'd feel okay. And then you take care of business against Orlando, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Now that they've won both games, uh, do you feel like they, they can afford to drop one? Or do they need to cash that win against the Raptors, basically? And if they don't go 3-0 and and basically go undefeated on the road trip, then, then it's a disappointment.
2: No, I mean, looking at the schedule, I think that they should be favored in all the, uh, the games they have on the rest of their schedule up until their big uh, primetime ESPN matchup against Oklahoma City Thunder on the 14th um, in Denver. And then they play the Raptors two days later on the 16th. But I think they should be able to, I mean, it, they probably won't, but uh, it'd be awesome to have them go 5-0 and on a road trip.
0: Right right yeah i mean if yeah, i don't i don't know when the last time they, they went 5 and 0 they had a good right Probably they closed never. out well they closed they, had, they didn't go 5 and 0 they they closed out that road trip at the end of the season last year really strong right that was part of that run they had right at the end of the year they had to basically go out and win on the road and they pulled it off but that's, I mean, yeah, I can't think of any time where they've done it. Especially when you had teams like uh, Portland and Toronto. So to me it is. Then it is a disappointment if they drop any of these games. Like I said, I mean, Charlotte is a good team. Orlando uh, is probably better than, than people realize. Atlanta sucks. But they'll be playing them as the last game of the road trip on a back-to-back. I mean, if there's ever a game that's a trap game, that is it right there. So,
2: Well, then coming see... coming home against Memphis too.
0: That's a tough one too. Yeah, that first game back is always is always tough, and Memphis is a good team as well. And they one of the teams that has beaten uh, the Nuggets so far this year. So, and and a team that basically said, "All right, you want to play? You want to play a tough defense? So that's fine. We can do that, and we can um, we'd be more than happy to yeah to win that game. Yeah,
2: Gasol is definitely in favor of slowing the pace down.
0: <laughs> right. Also, man, J- Jaron Jackson, that uh, he's very good. Was playing playing very well. That's a that's for next week's show though. That is for next week's show. All right, uh, Dan, I'll let you get out of here on this. Give me a prediction. Do they go three and 0 on the road trip? Yes, or on the on to end the road trip, I should say.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to go for it. Three 0
0: Three 0 5 and out. Dan's predicting a nine game winning streak for the Denver Nuggets. That would has got to be the longest. That would have to be the longest winning streak uh, since the 2000. Uh, 13 season. I think they they want something crazy that year, like maybe like 16 in a row or something like that. So I, all right, I'll I'll, I'll go with you. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe that they can get this done. They should get it done. Those are, those are three teams. They should be able to beat, even on their home courts. Hopefully Gary Harris will be okay. And that won't, uh, that won't, you know, Dan, well, I'll close with, it with one more thought. I was just thinking about looking at the schedule. Speaking of that Memphis game, you know, a guy from Memphis, um, even though the game's in Denver, Will Barton, not from Memphis, but to college in Memphis, um, wouldn't that be a great game for him to make his return? Probably not going to happen because they don't have any time to practice before then, but whatever.
2: I, I, I do want to no ask idea. you a question. I, I think okay. we have time. Do we have time? Yeah, we got time. we got okay. time. Um, what, what has been your favorite win? of the season so far
0: Ooh, favorite win that's um that's a tough one i would probably go the boston game just because it would have been it would it definitely would have been the favorite if jamal hits that three at the end just to just to (laughs) drive that one but that that game was so fun That, that if i if you're gonna ask me what was the most fun game i've watched it was definitely that boston game the only game that i think it came close to that in in terms of fun was uh uh, this game tonight with Toronto, but uh, yeah, I would go with the Boston win. What about you?
2: I think my favorite game so far this season was the uh, Golden State win. Okay. I mean, it was it was early. We didn't really know what the team was was yet, but uh, just a really be- fun back and forth game. And you know, they're the they're the defending world champs, and just the ending really stands out. Um, right, but like, I think. Watch block. I think it's the like happiest game for me was definitely the win over the Lakers uh, because yes. you got to take that those good vibes into Thanksgiving you're really grateful for that and we didn't just beat the Lakers like we beat them by like 32 points <laughs> we smacked right. them down
0: uh, right that was that was just such a great win um that was I, uh, yeah no I would agree and and then you, of course you got the like I was talking about early in the show but you you get the you get that classic quote from Coach Malone afterwards which which pretty much cemented it as that year that, that was a really fun one as well that one was definitely satisfying uh, as a fan it's been a fun run this win this win streak uh, when you think about it, they started with that win in Minnesota and then have a win you know the win in Oklahoma City's in there the Los Angeles Portland or Toronto I mean it's been a really good. Uh, winning streak for him. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, I think we will go ahead and wrap up the show right there. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I am at Zach Mikosh. Dan was at Minuteman. Dan, Uh, also follow at Denver Stiffs. Check out our YouTube page. Check out our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribing. Our Instagram at TheDenverSyst. I was like, Dan, do you want to, you can, if you can, uh, you've only got, I think there's only one more social media and then and then one more reminder to subscribe if you want to close it out.
2: Uh, we got got the Twitter, at Denver Stiffs. Uh, I will not be tweeting as much. I'm sorry, folks, for the <laughs> remainder of the month. But I'm getting married on December 28th. So there you go. shout well, out to marriage. Uh, <laughs> but uh, until next time, uh, let's go Nuggets and let's keep the good times rolling.
0: There you go. All right, make sure you're also following us on or subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you guys are getting your iTunes. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week.